It is time for another quack cast. This is the 164th plus or minus three quack casts. This one is called FDA and Homeopathy Part Two. References for this podcast can be found at Science Based Medicine from the April 3rd, 2015 essay of the same name. Friends, FDA countrymen, lend me your ear. I come to bury homeopathy, not to praise it. The evil that homeopaths do lives after them. The good is often interred with their bones. So let it be with homeopathy. The noble Ullman hath told you homeopathy was effective, and if it were so, it was a grievous fault. And grievously hath homeopathy answered it. Here, under leave of Ullman and the rest, for Ullman is an honorable man, and so they all, honorable men, come and speak in homeopathy's funeral. It was my nostrum, faithless and worthless to me. But Ullman says it is effective, and Ullman is an honorable man. He hath brought forth many provings to the HPUS, whose prescriptions did the general coffers fill. Did this in homeopathy seem effective? When that the ill have died, homeopathy hath wept. Efficacy should be made of sterner stuff. Yet Ullman says it was effective, and Ullman is an honorable man. You all did see that on the Cochrane I thrice presented homeopathy a meta-analysis, and he did thrice refuse. Was this efficacy? Yet Ullman says it was effective, and sure, he is an honorable man. I speak not to disprove what Ullman spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. Edward de Vere, 17th Earl of Oxford. Eh, sort of. We only have a vague idea as to what other bloggers are going to write about. Yesterday, Jan Bellamy wrote on the same topic, and Scott did the week before, both of which I will read later after this post goes up. Why would I want to be informed in my podcast by another's well-reasoned and thoughtful essay? I have a reputation, after all. So here is my response to the FDA and their interest in regulating homeopathy. I am writing in response to the request for recommendations concerning the regulation of homeopathic nostrums by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. I recognize that because of federal law, the FDA has significant handicaps in the regulation of homeopathic nostrums since the Food, Drugs, and Cosmetics Act of 1938 defines as a drug any product found in the U.S. homeopathic pharmacopoeia the HPUS. As a result of that act, any nostrum in the HPUS is considered a legal medication in the United States. The only pre-marketing evaluation required for a homeopathic nostrum is to find its way into the HPUS. Inclusion in the HPUS is usually a homeopathic proving, a form of evaluation that does not prove either efficacy or safety of said nostrum. So, despite the fact that homeopathy is based on pre-scientific vitalism that is divorced from a modern scientific understanding of health and disease, homeopathy is protected from meeting the same standards of safety and efficacy that real medications must meet. I recognize that true substantive regulation of homeopathy, requiring homeopathy to meet the same rigorous scientific medical standards as real pharmaceuticals, would require that Congress change the current laws governing homeopathy. And it ain't going to happen anytime soon. 
Since homeopathic products contain no active product and they have no effect on any disease or physiologic process, the need to remove a homeopathic product because of safety issues or serious side effects, such as happened with ephedra in 2004, is extremely unlikely. Containing only water and or sugar, homeopathic products are unlikely to suffer from issues of contamination and poor production quality that have been common in the herbal and dietary supplements industry. The major medical problem from homeopathy comes from using it in lieu of effective medical therapies. Taking homeopathic therapies for diseases such as asthma, meningitis, and malaria can have fatal consequences. Quote, Moreover, some deaths were associated with corticophobia, many patients preferring to use homeopathy or acupuncture. Asthma is not a disease for alternative therapy. And this is one of several examples of relying on homeopathy resulting in death or serious illness. But it is a difficult scenario to regulate. What then can and should be done to regulate homeopathy? Much of the use of homeopathy comes from a lack of transparency as to how homeopathic products are made and what they contain. To answer some of the questions posed by the FDA. What are consumer and healthcare provider attitudes towards human, drug, and biologic products labeled as homeopathic? Many consumers think that homeopathic products are the equivalent of herbal, vitamin, or other types of supplements. They are often surprised and express disbelief when the true nature of homeopathic preparations and its dilutions are explained. Most people are unaware of what homeopathy is, and homeopaths are not forthcoming with explanations. Question. What data sources can be identified or shared with the FDA so that the agency can better assess the risks and benefits of drug and biologic products labeled as homeopathic? Of course, the Science-Based Medicine blog has extensive reviews on homeopathy and the medical literature. Examples of the dire consequences of relying on homeopathy instead of science and reality-based medicine can be found at websites such as What's the Harm, whatstheharm.net, and Discover Homeopathy, discoverhomeopathy.co.uk. Question. Is there information regarding the regulation of homeopathic products in other countries that could inform FDA's thinking in this area? The best reviews on the complete lack of efficacy are the United Kingdom and Australian systematic reviews. They clearly demonstrate that there are no well-conducted clinical trials that demonstrate homeopathy has any effect on any disease. There is also the Swiss report on homeopathy. However, as noted by neurologist and science-based medicine founder Steve Novella, quote, the Swiss report, which was favorable to homeopathy, was a reaction to a previous Swiss decision against homeopathy. The committee was packed with homeopaths, and not surprisingly, they put a positive spin on the review. If you analyze the review, you will find that actually they came to the same conclusion about the data that high-quality studies show that homeopathy does not work. Then, however, they pulled a trick. The Swiss study looked at the same data, but apparently wanted to come to a favorable conclusion. So they argued for a change in the normal rules of evidence, a common strategy among CAM proponents. They decided to rely on more real-world effectiveness, which is just CAM newspeak for poorly controlled studies. In the real world, we cannot control for variables and blind subjects. Those are artificial conditions of rigorous trials. 
The Swiss report was rigged and biased, and yet they could still not conclude that the data demonstrated that homeopathy works. They had to pull the placebo medicine gambit and claim that it sort of works even though there is no real effect from homeopathic products. Only homeopaths were apparently fooled by this ploy. Question. A large majority of human drug products labeled as homeopathic are marketed as OTC drugs. These products are available for a wide variety of indications, and many of these indications have never been considered for OTC, over-the-counter, use under a formal regulatory process. What would be an appropriate regulatory process for evaluating such indications for OTC use? For over-the-counter designation, at a minimum, homeopathic preparations should meet the same safety and efficacy, note efficacy, as other medications. Unlike most OTC medications, homeopathic nostrums are offered as treatments for potentially life-threatening diseases, from measles to whooping cough. Since homeopathic medications have no proven efficacy for any disease, they should never be sold as over-the-counter medications. Allowing sugar and water to be sold as a treatment for a serious illness such as asthma and placing them next to medications with proven efficacy in drugstores gives those nostrums an undeserved credibility. Efficacy by association is not in the best interest of consumers. Question. Given the wide range of indication of drug products labeled as homeopathic and available OTC, what processes do companies currently use to evaluate whether such products, including their indications for use, are appropriate for marketing as an OTC drug? As an OTC product, homeopathic nostrum should meet the same standards of safety and efficacy as other medications. Patients will often turn to homeopathic products instead of seeing their physician because seeing a physician costs both money and time, and homeopathic products are often less expensive. So if a patient is deciding to use a homeopathic product to treat a real disease such as asthma or diabetes, it is imperative that that product should have efficacy. And homeopathic products never meet that criteria. And although the FDA is not responsible for the ethics of homeopathic medications and prescribing, it is clear that selling such a product that contains no active ingredients and can have no efficacy is unethical. To quote a retired physician and professor of complementary medicine at the University of Exeter, Edzard Ernst, quote, It should be axiomatic that ethics is indispensable in the practice of medicine, and it is not something that can be just switched off at will. No branch of healthcare, including alternative medicine, can be considered exempt from it. But the subject of ethics is seldom even considered in alternative medicine. Many alternative practitioners have never been taught medical ethics, and where training in this area does exist, it tends to be at best superficial. It is perhaps not surprising, therefore, that the principles of medical ethics are routinely ignored and frequently violated by promoters of alternative medicine. Medical ethics seems to me to be violated, for example, when homeopaths prescribe or recommend homeopathic vaccinations for which there is not a shred of evidence. End of quote. Selling homeopathic nostrums violates the first rule of medical ethics, that of beneficence. Physicians are expected not only to refrain from causing harm, but they also have an obligation to help their patients. Homeopathic preparations accomplished neither. Question. 
Do consumers or healthcare providers have adequate information to make informed decisions about drug products labeled as homeopathic? If not, what information, including, for example, information in labeling, would allow consumers and healthcare providers to be better informed about products labeled as homeopathic? The labels on homeopathic nostrums work to obscure the true nature of the product. As an example, consider the label of Ocilococcinum, a popular homeopathic preparation sold as a flu remedy. It says it contains Anus Barbari Hepatis Acordus Extractum, Latin. Latin obscures the fact that the product contains Muscovy duck liver and heart, a product that has no efficacy or reason for efficacy against influenza. Although called an extract, letting a piece of duck liver and heart liquefy for 40 days and then diluting it in liter after liter of water, 200 times, is not what most would consider an extract. I wouldn't want to make my chocolate chip cookies with vanilla extract made that way. The dose, and I would put air quotes around dose, of the Ocilococcinum is 2000 CK, which certainly sounds strong, certainly stronger than the 10X or 30X found in the King Bioasthma homeopathic product, despite actually being diluted many thousand times more. If serial dilutions of homeopathic nostrums were in plain English, it would help consumers to be more aware of what they were purchasing. It would also be a benefit to note on the label that no homeopathic product has ever been demonstrated to be effective for the treatment of any medical condition. For example, Ocilococcinum, duck heart and liver diluted to 0 point, then 200 zeros, 1%. This product as made should contain none of the original substance and no homeopathic product has ever been shown to treat disease. Now that would be a label. Given that there is no physician's desk reference, PDR, and the package insert equivalency for homeopathy, making accurate and accessible labeling is all the more important for consumers. They need transparency. That the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States is behind a very expensive paywall, $100 a day for a single user, represents an appalling barrier for consumers and healthcare professionals to understand homeopathic nostrums. It is in the public interest that this information be as freely available as the information in the PDR so that the evaluations about the use of homeopathic therapies can be made with all the available data. Can you imagine if the information in the PDR were equally unavailable? But big homeopathy, it has good reason to hide its data. That would be transparent labeling, truth in advertising, that would protect the consumer by offering accurate and easily understood information about the product. Cigarettes and alcohol have their labels, so does cereal, clearly spelling out the contents and perhaps the dangers of their products. Homeopathic nostrums and consumers deserve no less. Accurate and easily understood labeling, free and easy access to the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States, and prohibition of over-the-counter sales of homeopathic preparations would all be important steps in consumer protection and the regulation of nostrums that, while legal in the United States, are worthless and dangerous. Hey, that ends the 164th QuackCast. My website, edgydoc.com, 
has links to all aspects of my growing multimedia empire. All the references are available at Science-Based Medicine, the April 3rd, 2015 essay, FDA and Homeopathy Part 2. Otherwise, I will see you next time, and hopefully you've heard this without all the foobar that's occurred with my RSS feed. I'm sorry about that. Talk to you next time. Bye.